What's going on guys? This is Gary. Hope everyone's doing well. Hope you had a successful double game week 35. We got three more game weeks to go. We got 36, 37, and 38. So I'm recording this episode on Thursday the 25th of April. Game week 35 just ended yesterday with the Manchester Derby. And as many of you will know, I am a huge City supporter. My son Josh is a huge Manchester United supporter. So um, unlike other Manchester derbies, my son was actually <clears throat> pulling for Man City to win as well. More, Much more, 100% um, for the sake that he doesn't want Liverpool to win the title. And I don't necessarily think either team has the easiest of runs. Um, they still need to be at the tops of their games. So, you know, people talk about rotations and manage minutes and stuff like that. Um, I don't know that that's going to be nearly, nearly, nearly as probable as it might have been 15 weeks ago or something like that. <clears throat> Every single point matters now. Um, I could see Liverpool having a tough time against Wolves. We've seen what Wolves can do to top six teams. I think City could have their hands full with Burnley this weekend. Of course, Leicester City then come. <clears throat> and then Brighton, who you don't know which team you're going to get. Is it the Brighton that lost 5-0 to Bournemouth? Or is it the Brighton that almost... Walked away with a point in the first team ever to walk away with a point um, at the new White Hart Lane and held Spurs to, what, I think an 88th minute goal to finally break the deadlock. So both teams need to be at the tops of their games. There's been chatter about Salah being in New York <clears throat> for the time uh, 100 most influential people gala and... I don't think that's really a big deal. I mean, he's certainly in excellent football shape. And uh, even Klopp has come out and said, you know, it's he's just missed one training session. He's back with the team now. And I just can't imagine, for a variety of reasons, that Klopp would even remotely think to rest him. Um, as mentioned, Klopp wants to win this title. Most importantly, and as a, a secondary importance to Klopp and certainly to Mo, is that golden boot. And Mo is tied for first with a couple of other players. So, um, you know, every game presents an opportunity to, to take uh, sole possession of that golden boot. So I, I don't think Mo will be rested. I don't think Mane will be rested either. A lot of people kind of freaking out about that um, because if you don't own Salah, you probably own Mane. And both of them present excellent captain options for the weekend, especially as they play Huddersfield. <clears throat> they could probably, you know, put up several goals in that game, especially if, if they're on and super motivated. So I don't think this is a time to really worry about rotations. Just go with the player, all things being equal, the player that you think gives you the best chance at the most points. <clears throat> That's what the captaincy is all about. And 
make sure you, you do the same for your vice captain. So who's my, you know, close second that if for whatever reason my captain doesn't play, <clears throat> I've got a great um, vice captain waiting in the wings. And then a similar position goes for your bench players. Make sure that they are arranged in a way that if one of your starters doesn't play, <clears throat> that you have the best potential bench player sitting in that first spot and then sort of order them from first to third in terms of <clears throat> potential points they can earn for you. All right, let's take a quick look back at Double Game Week 35. So we ended with exactly 100 points. So it's our second time this season <clears throat> being in the Century Club, and uh, it was close there for a little while. We're happy. A couple of decisions had gone, you know, if we would have made um, when we – had been leaning in that direction and then had second thoughts, we would have been much higher than, um, than what we are. But, you know, we're happy. <clears throat> we saw a, I think a 27,000 spot jump, a uh, green arrow in our overall ranking. We are somewhere like just at like 140,000. So <clears throat> still well within, uh, the, possibilities of getting under 100k which is is where we want to be and i think next season what we're going to do is we'll have sort of our main team like we do now um we're going to have a what if team so for all of us especially us as fpl managers know there's a every week we go through should i transfer this guy out and bring this guy in uh should i captain this person or the other so our second team is going to be um, is going to be sort of that alternative team. So had we chosen uh, Mane instead of Sterling to be captain, what would have happened? It's sort of the what, what would have happened team. <clears throat> so that way we can make what we think is the wisest decision with the best probabilities for our main team. And then the second team will be the more sort of uh, risk-friendly uh, type of type of team just to see, um, you know, do do the risks pay off more often than not. So almost use it as sort of a control um, <clears throat> if you're talking about experiments. All right, real quick on our team, here's sort of where the points came from. We had Ederson in goal with 15, Alexander Arnold with 11, Bowley with eight, Robertson with six, Sterling with eight, Jota with 11, Mane with only three. Ward Prowse with only three. I was expecting more from him, but looks like he was sort of <clears throat> relegated to a, a more of a wingback role for Southampton's two games uh, in week 35. Jimenez with only four. <clears throat> he was our vice captain, and thankfully he didn't become our, our captain. <clears throat> um, but I think all of his owners were, were horribly disappointed in that. We were expecting at least a couple goals from him over the week. Aguero was our captain, so he got us 14 points. Lacazette with seven. <clears throat> Expected more from him in the Wolves game yesterday. And we did play bench boost, so we only got five, nine. We only got 10 points from bench boost. Not, not a horribly successful run there. Three from Dubrovka, two from Fraser, four from Chilwell, and one from Juan Basaka. So going into... Game week 35, 
And this is where we're debating, and we did post this on the Let's Talk Soccer Instagram page. <clears throat> We'd love some input. Uh, we have one free transfer. We have 0.4 million in the bank. Here's how we're lined up right now. Here's our starting 11. Ederson, across the back, we've got Alexander-Arnold, Bowley, and Robertson. In the middle, we've got four. We've got Sterling, Jota, Mane as our vice captain, and Frazier. And then up top, our three players are Jimenez, Aguero as captain, and Lacazette. Could be persuaded not to captain Aguero. Could go with either Mane or Sterling on that one, so that's still to be decided. And then on the bench, we have Dubrovka, Ward-Prowse, Wan-Bissaka, and Chilwell. Chilwell, I don't want in the team any longer. Um, but I don't know if it's worth wasting our free transfer <clears throat> just for a bench player. Can't find anyone. Uh, I think if we were to transfer him out, we'd have $5.4 million available. Can't find anyone that I love to replace him. So <clears throat> do we maybe replace Ward-Prowse um, or Lacazette, for that matter? Maybe bring in Vardy, even though Leicester City's fixtures are horribly ugly compared to Arsenal's, but Arsenal just aren't clicking. <clears throat> or maybe we let it ride, hold on to the free transfer, and uh, and have two to use in week 37. Okay, switching gears slightly, <clears throat> but on a similar topic. If you have chips left, now's the time to use them. You only have three game weeks left. Um, had a follower recently send us a dm which we love to receive by the way so shoot us as many dms as you'd like on instagram just beware that we're in different parts of the world more likely than not <clears throat> so um give it about 24 hours before the game week deadline if you possibly can just because we get a lot of messages overnight in the middle of the night where we are in the united states <clears throat> and we don't have time to respond to you um, and it's not that we're ignoring you. It's just, you know, we got to sleep at some point and we wake up right before the game week deadline so that we can post the lineups and maybe, you know, check to see if we need to make any last minute uh, transfers or squad <clears throat> rotations. But um, so just give us some time. But anyway, so we love to receive your messages. Uh, but the question that we got was um, I still have my wild card. You know, should I use it? And the answer is almost 100% yes. <clears throat> the only reason I would say not is if you have triple captain, perhaps, or you have bench boost, and you have an undeniably awesome opportunity to play one of those two chips. You've got a player on your team that you fully believe will rack up a lot of points this weekend. You want to triple captain him, <clears throat> or similarly, you have such great players on your bench. They're regular starters. They produce points, uh, and they've got excellent matchups um, that you want to play bench boost. I get it. But otherwise, play that wildcard team and set yourself up for success these last three weeks. And then if you have chips left, play them then. But just sort of plan it out strategically. So don't leave chips uh, for the last minute unless that is part of your plan. Uh, and certainly don't leave any on the table. Okay, so moving into game week 36 and 
even weeks 37 and 38. We recently posted another collaboration that we did with our friends at FPL Football Advice, and we really, really enjoyed working with Callum and the gang uh, over this season. And it seems like you guys really appreciate the articles because we post them, <clears throat> we post a link to them in our Insta stories. Uh, we do have one for game week 36 and really addressing things through the end of the season. So go to our Insta stories, look for the game week 36 post. It's game week 36 tips. Just press the see more button, or I guess text it is, at the bottom of the post and you will be linked to the latest article. And the reason that I know you guys like it is A, that we hear back from enough of you that you found it useful, and B, there's a lot of clicks to the links, and it looks like um, looks like people are interested in what we have to say. So um, that really is what matters to us the most, is that you guys find it useful. But in this recent article, we talk about a few things that are <clears throat> super relevant right now. The first is uh, replacements for De Bruyne. And really, even if you don't have De Bruyne, <clears throat> this could be useful to you because there's a nice chart that we created, uh, really a comparison table that shows a variety of options at midfield. And because there's so many options ranging from low-priced players up to premium players, we can't include everybody, <clears throat> we decided to give a range of between, you know, sort of in the De Bruyne range, not not too much higher than him, and maybe a little bit lower than, just so you have some options to look at, depending on your budget. Uh, but our range was 7 million pounds to uh, 10 million, or maybe just under 10 million pounds. So that was sort of the range we kept ourselves to. And um, we look at side by side by side by side, um, all the, the main options at midfield, that come within that range. Uh, you will also see that we made a note that it, the figures for the Man City and Man U players do not factor in the Manchester Derby. We created that chart before the game had even started. <clears throat> so you can sort of layer in uh, your findings or your observations for that. But we compare these players. Mane, Pogba, Sigurdsson, Son, Sané, Bernardo Silva, David Silva, Martial, Deli Alli, and Eriksson. Our findings, or sort of our opinion on it, is that Mane is an awesome option. He did not do well in the reverse fixtures against the last three teams that, that Liverpool will play. <clears throat> but that's okay. Um, I, don't, I think he maybe didn't play one or maybe... He definitely didn't play one. He might not even have, even have played two of those games. So really can't use that as a barometer of how he'll do against these teams. But we do know what he's capable of doing and the form that he's in. So Mane really catches our attention. And then Eriksson also. <clears throat> With Kane out, he is sort of similar to De Bruyne. He is you know sort of central to the Spurs attack, just like... De Bruyne was until he got injured, unfortunately, um, for the city attack. So don't discount Ericsson. Again, don't worry about possible rotations and this and that. Poch needs someone to run that offense. 
and Erickson seems like the man for the job. So, but take a look at the article, look at the comparison table. Your findings may be different than ours. Um, and if so, let us know. We'd love to hear your input on that. Uh, secondly, we address the best game week to play triple captainship, and we sort of address this a little bit now. <clears throat> really, it comes down to who's on your team, who do you maybe plan to rotate into your team in weeks 37 and 38, and who are your best captain options for each week? Um, how have they performed against the teams in the reverse fixtures? Uh, what kind of form are they in? Uh, different, th you know, what's their role in the squad? <clears throat> different things like that. And really look and see uh, who gives you the best potential for maximum points. That's really what it comes down to. And that's who you're going to throw that triple captain armband on. So we look at uh, some of the key Liverpool players. We look at Salah and Mane. Maybe Firmino. His form hasn't been nearly as great as his two teammates there. We look at Son and Erickson. Son's form, not so great. Uh, last couple game weeks, but that is sure to change, just like Firmino's is. <clears throat> and then we look at Aguero and Sterling. Now, yes, there's a lot more captaincy options out there, but we couldn't list everyone. <clears throat> so we talk about those, what, three, five, seven players, <clears throat> some. And then um, we also look at game week 37 and game week 38. And we sort of look at it from a fixtures standpoint and then from a player standpoint so what i mean is game week 37 we look at fixtures that catch our eye <clears throat> fixtures where uh teams have a very favorable position versus their opponents um so for instance uh liverpool at newcastle uh man united going to huddersfield despite how man united have been playing so and then we pick key players from those teams as potential captain options and then, so we do that for week 37, 38, and then we look at um, just sort of the usual suspects as far as captains go. Sala, Mane, Sterling, Aguero, Jimenez, Lacazette, Aubameyang. And we, we suggest which week they look best for the armbands in. <clears throat> so sort of highest probabilities of most points with them. The last topic we cover is the biggest three punts for each game week through the end of the season. So game week 36, we give three. Game week 37, we give three. And the same for game week 38. In short, here's who we have by game week. And we provide a lot of context and detail, and so does Callum, you know, for each of these three topics um, in his own way. Um, so you get a lot of different data thrown at you, a lot of different uh, insights and perspectives and opinions, too. For game week 36, our punts are Babel, Tillemann, and Yoshida. Game week 37, we've got Camarasa, Martial, and Redmond. In week 38, Jota, Perez, and Gundawan. Now you'll say, yeah, some of these players are on my radar. <clears throat> well, they might be on your radar, but they might not be in your team. And if they are in your team, you're one of a, a handful um, that are because these guys have very low ownership, um, but are on good form right now and have the potential to score some points. So if you're looking for differentials, really, you know, to me, a punt is the same as a differential, uh, in that they can be the difference makers outside of sort of those template teams that everyone seems to have. So, um, take a look 
and you may uh, be struggling to make a decision based on budget or just to break outside of that template because you need a difference maker to win your mini league or to just advance your spot uh, in the overall rank or whatever it is. So take a look and same thing. Let us know what you think of those. Guys, that's going to do it for now. We will be back after game week 36 to work on 37 and 38 with you. Go to at Let's Talk Soccer on Instagram. You'll see lots of great posts there. Please DM us if you have questions or ideas or you know statements or whatever it is you want to make, suggestions, anything along those lines. And then go to our Insta stories. Look for the Game Week 36 post. Press your finger on the words see more and you'll be taken to a really great article that we're proud of. Um, again, so that's going to do it for now, guys. We wish you nothing but green arrows all the time. And we will talk to you on the other side of Game Week 36. Peace.